Blog Talk Radio. This is for Hillary. fight left in me. can make an explosion. This is our fight song. Hey. Take back my life Take song. Take back my life song. Another 
edition of the Urban Wire, episode 8. We're going to be doing some news, gossip, and politics tonight. That was the Democratic National Convention fight song. I just wanted to play that. I like that song. It kind of gets everybody in the spirit. You know, this is the season where we are heading into the election year. So um, everybody, you know, needs to get on point. Everybody needs to get involved. Everybody needs to get educated on these candidates. You know, you know whether you vote Democrat or Republican, we all need to get involved. Uh, we're going to go straight to the line. I believe we have Michael Smythe online tonight. Hello. Michael, are you there? Yes. All right. Welcome to the show tonight. How are you? Oh, we are spectacular. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, you know I, that doesn't sound too convincing. I'll take your word for it. You know, <laughs> we won't probe too hard tonight. No, pun, no puns intended, but no. Right. Right. Well, we have a lot to discuss tonight. Um, we're going to probably head right into um, what where we left off on Monday night. Um, we did a short show on Monday, so um, we're going to really jump into um, the issues tonight. We also have another caller online, uh, 317-664. Hey, y'all. Hey, what's going on? Is this Miss C? Hi. Oh, okay, okay. I know who this is. Okay, because I, I, cause you, you got a number similar to C, so I know who this is. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Y'all crazy. I ain't about to do me tonight. So what is the what I mean what so what's going on? What is the latest tea? I have been so busy with back to school stuff and all this other stuff. I have not been in the loop, so I could not begin to tell you. Only thing I know that's significant um is the major loss that we had with uh, Pastor Jones, Pastor Mike Jones, yes, and I and I was going to tell everybody about that. Um, we were just going to discuss that. I believe the, um, uh, I I believe the services are tomorrow at I believe it is at Easter Star, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I think the the viewing was tonight at his church. Mhm. And then the funeral is tomorrow at Eastern Star at Cooper's Road. Okay. Yeah, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, we were talking about radio personality, radio one personality here in Indianapolis um, at AM 1310. Um, he was a pastor and a community activist um, who suddenly and unexpectedly passed, I believe, um, last week. So you want to definitely send out our condolences to that family. Um, and this was just like months after this was like several, like a, like not too much longer, you know, before, you know, since Amos Brown um, passed, so took his place. So now we're really at a loss of words here in Indianapolis. We have another great leader that has passed. So, um, you know, right now we're just trying to figure out, you know, where how we're going to pick up the pieces and who's going to take the reins as we head into this 2016 political year. So, um, yeah, because like he said, had our, just he he had just got chosen to take Amos' spot. 
Right, right. So that's why I'm saying this comes as a shock, you know, especially if we head into this political season. So um, it's really going to be interesting to see um, what happens from there. Um, we also have another call, I believe. Is this Jr. at one two? It is. All right, it brother. Is. How are you this evening? Oh, I am peachy. <laughs> we got. I'm telling you, we got a lot to talk about, y'all. So we gonna hit it and quit it tonight. I, you know, no pun intended. No, you know, but you know what we mean. We gonna run. We gonna run right through this thing tonight. So hey, you know, I like. I like a quickie every now and again. <laughs> yeah, see y'all. See, we ain't even ten minutes of the show. Y'all already cutting up. I ain't about to deal with y'all tonight. So yeah, and um, we have another caller two nine four. I believe this is Miss Brittany. It is. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, well, I'm gonna go give y'all the rundown, and then we're gonna go to a quick mix by um Indianapolis's own DJ. Uh, reckless, um, I, good good friend of mine. I went to high school with him, uh, Brandon Riddle. So he he DJs. I got to get the um, exact club where he uh, DJs at every week. But yeah, we're gonna play um, his mix here in a few minutes. So um, reckless behavior too. That's the name of this mix. So yeah, y'all gonna really y'all gonna really get into it. But um, we're gonna give a quick rundown of what we're gonna talk about tonight. And I hope we can touch on all these issues. Um, I also want to get on a couple of celebrity uh, news topics as well, and I think it's going to tie in into what we're talking about because I don't know if you guys heard what Bow Wow said with his controversial comment saying that he doesn't feel that he needs to vote, nor does he identify with issues with the black community because he is, quote-unquote, of mixed heritage. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, some of the highlights from the Democratic National Convention last week. I have some clips we can run through. Um, also, we're going to discuss Bill O'Reilly's controversial comments that he made in pertaining to Michelle Obama's speech and how he is really showing his true colors and his age as well. So, we'll talk about that. Um in addition to that, we're going to talk about some um, comments that Trump made. I guess there was a couple, a Muslim couple that spoke at the convention last week. And I believe his name is Ghazala Khan. And he was, they were just saying how um, pretty much they were discussing how their son, uh, Muslim Americans, and they were talking about his son, Served in the military and he died in, uh, you know, in doing doing duty to the for this country, fighting for this country. We're talking about how he really was an upstanding citizen. He really fought and sacrificed his life for, for um, you know, where he, who he was fighting with. So, um, we were going to talk about that and some of the the, the negative and just and disgusting things that Trump said about this couple. And uh, I didn't know you guys heard about this, too. I guess you know Trump and Mike Pence are kind of clashed on some issues. So I just read your article. <laughs> so Ain't that funny? 
check this out, y'all. Just when you thought they couldn't get crazy, Duke is planning on running for Senate in Louisiana. So we're going to get into that tea right there. And uh, trying to see what else we have to talk about. Yeah, in, in, in relation to Muslim America and with, with this rhetoric about ISIS, who are who's really the 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 um, we're going to talk about who are really the, the the true terrorists in this country? Because I have some shocking um, I have some shocking facts for you guys tonight. We're going to look into this study that was done. You know, people think that Muslim Americans and ISIS and stuff like that. We need to be worried about them, but in reality, those are far, far, we need to have to worry about this. So, we got to talk about, so we're going to jump into this mix. And, um, is there anything else anybody yeah. wants to talk I'm about? Radio show. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I want to make sure last time I was on, because yeah. I'm not. Directly called in. I'm on my microphone and how it just kind of, yeah. It, it's been sketchy on my end here. It, it, you've been off and on. Yeah, my end too. It's kind of sketchy. Okay. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, uh, yeah I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. I probably need to get closer up to the mic. I was just saying we have a lot to discuss tonight. We have a lot, a lot of things that we're going to talk about. Um, as it pertains to politics and um, the entertainment issue, and we're going to tie it all together. So we're going to jump to our uh, Mega Mix, and we will be back. This is the Mega Mix brought to you by DJ Reckless right, right from Naptown. So keep it locked, and we will be back after this short mix. Guys, give me a quick second. For some reason, my connection is not oh, okay.
a fatty love Shit, what the fuck you complaining for? Feeling jaded up Used to trip off that shit, I was kicking to you Had some fun on the run, though I'll give it to you for baby Don't get it twisted You was just another nigga on the hill Trying to fix the issues with a bad bitch Didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Fuck your white horse and a carriage But you never could imagine Never tell you you could have it You Really with you. Crazy, I even when it miss you, shit'll come back around and get you. Crazy like all my niggas. Crazy like all my niggas. Remember, I deleted all my other girls' numbers out the phone for you. Remember when you had to take the bar exam, I drove in the snow for you. Yeah, you probably don't remember half the shit a nigga did for you. Yeah, you ain't really fuck with me way back then, girl. How about now? Cause I'm up right now. And you suck right now. Oh, you thought you had it all figured out back then, girl. How about now? Cause I'm up right now. And you suck right now. Yeah. You thought the little effort that you put in was enough, girl. How about now? Yeah. Girl, how about now? How about now, girl? What about now, girl? How about now? Always been daddy's little angel I bought you that a bunch of shit for Christmas He ain't even say thank you I had no money left from acting I was focused on the music I used to always try and burn your CDs And my new shit You be like, who's this? I be like, me, girl You be like, oh, word, true shit Then ask if we can listen to Ludacris 
Them car rides made me feel like I was losing it. Yeah, made me feel like I ain't have it like that. I was average like that. Started drinking way more than I used to. People form habits like that, girl. Yeah. Man enough to tell you I was hurt that year. I'm not even Christian. I still went to church that year. Guess I just had to pretend that year. I ain't even see my friends that year. Places that I should have been. You ain't really fuck with me way back then. But how about now? Cause I'm up right now. And you suck right now. Oh, you thought you had it all figured out back then, girl. How about now? Cause I'm up right now. And you suck right now. Yeah. You thought the little effort that you put in was enough, girl. How about now? Yeah. Girl, how about now? How about now, girl? What about now, girl? How about now? Democratic National Convention. 
I didn't get to hear any of them firsthand, but I did read a little bit about them. Okay, well, you're you're in luck because you have some highlights from uh, Hillary. I think I got Michelle's speech and um, Obama's speech and Bloomberg. So um, we're going to just go ahead really quick and hear some of these topics, and then we're going to come back and discuss them. We're going to start, start off with um, Hillary. Yeah, highlights from her. And then we're going to listen to Michelle Obama. And we're going to talk about those, break that up, and then we're going to uh, listen to Bloomberg and Obama's uh, speech. Tonight, we've reached a milestone in our nation's march toward a more perfect union. The first time that a major party has nominated a woman for president. After all, when there are no ceilings, the sky's the limit. Our country's motto is E Pluribus Unum. Out of many, we are one. Will we stay true to that motto? Well, we heard Donald Trump's answer last week at his convention. He wants to divide us from the rest of the world and from each other. He wants us to fear the future and fear each other. Well, you know, a great Democratic president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, came up with the perfect rebuke to Trump more than 80 years ago during a much more perilous time. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I sweat the details of policy, whether we're talking about the exact level of lead in the drinking water in Flint, Michigan, the number of mental health facilities in Iowa, or the cost of your prescription drugs. Because it's not just a detail if it's your kid, if it's your family. It's a big deal. And it should be a big deal to your president, too. And we will help you balance family and work. And you know what? If fighting for affordable child care and paid family leave is playing the woman card, then deal me in. You didn't hear any of this, did you, from Donald Trump at his convention? He spoke for 70-odd minutes, and I do mean odd. Donald Trump says, and this is a quote, I know more about ISIS than the generals do. No, Donald, you don't. You really think Donald Trump has the temperament to be commander-in-chief? Donald Trump can't even handle the rough and tumble of a presidential campaign. He loses his cool at the slightest provocation. When he's gotten a tough question from a reporter, when he's challenged in a debate, when he sees a protester at a rally, imagine, if you dare, imagine, imagine him in the Oval Office facing a real crisis. A man you can bait with a tweet is not a man we can trust with nuclear weapons. 
Yes, the world is watching what we do. Yes, America's destiny is ours to choose. So let's be stronger together, my fellow Americans. Let's look to the future with courage and confidence. Let's build a better tomorrow for our beloved children and our beloved country. And when we do, America will be greater than ever. Thank you, and may God bless you and the United Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome First Lady Michelle Obama. Because in this election, there is only one person who I believe is truly qualified to be President of the United States, and that is our friend Hillary Clinton. What I admire most about Hillary is that she never buckles under pressure. She, she never takes the easy way out. And Hillary Clinton has never quit on anything in her life. And when I think about the kind of president that I want for my girls and all our children, that's what I want. I want someone with the proven strength to persevere, someone who knows this job and takes it seriously. Someone who understands that the issues a president faces are not black and white and cannot be boiled down to 140 characters. And when crisis hits, we don't turn against each other. No, we, we listen to each other. We lean on each other because we are always stronger together. And that's why in this election, I'm with her. And because of Hillary Clinton, my daughters and all our sons and daughters now take for granted that a woman can be President of the United States. Don't let anyone ever tell you that this country isn't great that somehow we need to make it great again. Because this right now is the greatest country on earth. We need to pour every last ounce of our passion and our strength and our love for this country into electing Hillary Clinton as President of the United States of America. So let's get to work. Thank you all, and God bless. All right, we're back. We're back. I just wanted to play some of that for you guys who may have not um, had a chance to listen to those speeches. Um, we're going to have a couple more here in a minute. I just want to analyze a couple of things. Um, there was a part where I was hoping that the uh, compilation of some of the highlights of these speeches, I was hoping that they would have put in that part in a Michelle Obama speech where she was saying that um, talking about how she um, now her 
her family, her and her family now lives in a house which was built by slaves or something like that. And um, that was a that was a really controversial topic that really rattled the nerves of some people, which it was pretty much the the suspected supremacist that had a problem with that because she said in pretty much in uh, context to where she was talking about how far we have come as a country and how honored she is to uh, to live in the house that her descendants helped build. And I guess there was some um, comments made by Bill O'Reilly in um, reference to this. And I want to touch on this in order that is uh, written by the Washington Post. Uh, in essence, he was just saying that, you know, even though, yes, even though this, you know, the White House was built by slaves, he was he pretty much said that uh, these slaves were well fed and well housed. So to me, that was like wow. To really that what you took away from her speech? The only thing you can say about her speech. Okay, this article is um, from the Washington Post. Y'all been waiting for it to pull. Okay. Um, it is written by Eric Wimple, who is a writer at the Washington Post. It's entitled, Bill O'Reilly loses it, loses it over White House Slaves. James Murdoch, um, if, if James Murdoch and Lackman Murdoch are looking for a moment in which to make a statement about their vision, Fox News. Now, this is it. These two brothers, sons of Module, Module, uh, Module, Rupert Mur- Murdoch, and two thirds of the Mogul. Yeah, Mo- Mogul or whatever. Rupert Murdoch and two thirds of Fox News parent company, 21st Century Fox, are widely known to have presented the way that recently. Resigned Fox News chief Roger Allies, Roger Ailes brand network. Well, it's been a week since Ailes left, and his offensive style of broadcasting still lives on. On Wednesday night, host Bill O'Reilly took to the network airways to attempt a defense of his comments of last night regarding First Lady Michelle Obama's Monday night speech here at the Democratic National Convention. He said, in part, quote, I wake up every morning in a house that was built by slaves, and I watch my daughters, two beautiful and intelligent young black women, playing with their dogs on the White House lawn. The article goes on to say, Reviewing that moment, O'Reilly found that, yes, slaves did assist in the construction of the White House alongside free blacks and white laborers. For some reason, he felt compelled to add that slaves were, quote, well-fed and had decent lodgings provided by the government. For that, he got hammered by this blog among many others. Tonight, he called the critics, quote, smear merchants, unquote. Something of a pro- promotion above the term far-left loom that he deployed earlier in the tweet. The the rank tabloid New York Daily News wrote, quote, 
O'Reilly defended the use of White House slaves. That's a lie. I defend nothing. The publisher of the Daily News, Mort Zuckerman, allows that kind of stuff on a daily basis. It's despicable. U.S. Today did the same thing. O'Reilly defended the working conditions of slaves faced while building White House. Another lie. To do justice to O'Reilly's defense, he says that the core of slavery was a quote-unquote given. As any honest historian knows, in order to keep slaves and free laborers strong, the Washington administration provided meat, bread, and other staples, also decent lodging on, on the grounds of the new presidential building, said O'Reilly. That is a fact, not a justification. The defense of slavery just a fact. Um, as the as as Eric Wimple blog pointed out this morning, C.J. Holland, who wrote the book Slaves in the White House, noted that the slaves were housed in a barn and were provided with food. Yep, there's a gap between that historical fact and what O'Reilly alleged, which again is that they were quote-unquote, well-fed, and resided in, quote-unquote, decent lodging. These aren't really facts, they're judgments. Though Holland researched this matter extensively, he found limitations. Quote, writing about slavery is difficult because there is so little that we know for a fact because a little, little was written about their lives during their lives during their lives. We weren't if it weren't for the records of payment slave owners, says Holland, historians might still be arguing about whether slaves actually worked on the White House. So pretty much this article is on and on. What I want to really talk about real quick is the fact that this is the only thing he took from this speech. Now, for you to say well, they were well fed, and they like as if like you know, you ignore the fact that slaves were brutally beaten, mistreated, separated from their families. You know, allowed um, they weren't about basic rights. You know, just the horrors of slavery, and for you to sit there and say, well, you know, they were still well fed. They were still these people weren't free. These people were working against their will, you know, and um, even he mentioned something about free blacks were working on uh, and other, like, uh, I guess, white labor. These people were lowest of the low in society. Whether they were free or not, many of them had no other options but to work, especially the, the people that were held captive. So, so for him to even this rhetoric on the air shows you the mentality of suspected white supremacy. And I really think that it's really sick for you to, to zero in on that and to make it minima, minimalize the uh, just the travesty of slavery. I just think that it's really sick, you know. So I really wanted to bring that up. And, and that just goes to show you these people have a sick mindset. There was nothing that there was nothing from slavery, you know. And the thing about it is, people need to realize, you know, uh, slavery was all about capitalizing on 
on human labor. It, it wasn't. It wasn't about eating rice. It, it, it was. This was just one of the darkest periods in our country. And for you to say that, well, you know, they were still well housed and taken care of. Okay, who the care? Who cares about having some buttermilk biscuits and some damn fried chicken and okra when you're getting raped and your kids are being uh, taken from you? You know, you know, your husband is being separated from you. Your kids are being sold off. You're being beaten. You're being, you know, uh, denied basic human rights. I just think that is really so. Anybody have any comment about that? Um, for me, I thought about that, um, and I, I, I placed it. I put the mirror in front of myself when I heard that comment from Bill O'Reilly. Because if you notice, I'm not saying all our community, but in some of our community, we have that same viewpoint to where we will tolerate and put up with such substandard and be like, oh, well, they pay me well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, that's why they feel like they can, they can still have that mentality because we've internalized it and we believe it. You know, if the boss man give us a dollar, you know, we good. Yeah. Make no difference that he is making us do the worst of the worst on the job. He's harassing us. You know what I'm saying? He or she is harassing us or doing whatever. You know, we we accept that. So that's why I feel like that these people – can be outright and say whatever they want to say because they look at us and they go, oh, they believe it anyway. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and that's even, a word. even mm-hmm. during the slavery time, that's the mindset. You know, it was the house N-word and the field N-word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The field N-word didn't like the house N-word because they thought that they was uppity. You know, they had the finest clothes, and they had this, and, you know, they felt like they had a status. And really, in the rest of the society's eyes, they meant nothing. Yeah. They were no and better so, than the field slaves. So let me ask you this. Do you th- so you pretty much answered this already, but do you think that mindset still um, lives on um, today? Because oh, yeah. we have a lot of... When we look at the issue of colorism, and I and I this is something that is not specific to, uh, I mean, it's not just uh, something that we only deal with in the African American community. Because I know um, even in the Latino community and even in the Asian community, you know, there's a lot of um, issues dealing with colorism. But I don't think it's to the extreme that uh, the African American community deals with because. We will judge each other within our community based off of skin tone and skin uh, pigmentation and melanin. And we think that the lighter your skin tone is, the more valuable you are as a person or the more marketable you are as a person or uh, or it kind of like makes you think that uh, many people feel that um, that they have – and edge on someone that's darker complected than they are. But in reality, when we look at the system here in, uh, in the United States, especially when we're talking about white supremacy, it does not, it really 
the dominant society does not care about your skin complexion because when you look at how things were set up, if you have one drop of Negro blood in you, and I don't care how light complexed you are, you are still considered the end. You 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 see what I'm saying? So I think what? that really this 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 whole discussion and this whole issue between um, light versus dark dark complexion and and all this stuff within the in the black community, I think it is something that is used to divide us. I think it's something that we need to get over as a people because we have a lot of a lot of issues that are uh, needing to be addressed. And I think when we trip over small little insignificant issues like this. This is what really holds us back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I just really wanted to touch on that. Um, I, w- I found that very, very interesting that even in the 21st century, we're still in, we still have this rhetoric where people are so dis- disillusioned about our history. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I want to touch on that. So we're going to hit, we're going to go to the next couple of clips. Um, unless someone else had anything they wanted to add about that, I mean, I can. Uh, we're gonna head to Barack Obama's highlights, highlights of his speech, and then we're going to uh, play Bloomberg. He 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 was the former um, mayor of New York. We're gonna play his uh, highlights of his speech, and pretty much he he came on there as. Uh, he didn't come on as Republican or Democrat. You know, he was saying, you know, even though I don't agree with everything that Hillary does, I said this so high. It's not about me agreeing with her, but uh, we have to do what's best for this country. He didn't want to come out and say, it was almost seemed like when he was speaking, it was like, well, she's the left for two evils. But I'm going to let you guys right. be the judge of that. And we will back with the rest of our commentary shortly. Thank you so much, everybody. I love you back. I stand before you again tonight, after almost two terms as your president, to tell you I am more optimistic about the future of America than ever before. I think it's fair to say this is not your typical election. Look, we Democrats have always had plenty of differences with the Republican Party. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's precisely this contest of ideas that pushes our country forward. But what we heard in Cleveland last week wasn't particularly Republican. And it sure wasn't conservative. What we heard was a deeply pessimistic vision of a country where we turn against each other, and turn away from the rest of the world. And that is not the America I know. The America I know is full of courage and optimism and ingenuity. The America I know is decent and generous. And most of all, I see Americans of every party, every background, every faith, who believe that we are stronger together. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, Folks with disabilities all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the America I know. 
So this year, in this election, I'm asking you to join me to reject cynicism and reject fear and to summon what is best in us to elect Hillary Clinton as the next president of the United States and show the world we still believe in the promise of this great nation. a member of any party. I am here for one reason, to explain why I believe it is imperative that we elect Hillary Clinton as the next President of the United States. There are times when I disagree with Hillary Clinton, but let me tell you, whatever our disagreements may be, I've come here to say we must put them aside for the good of our country. Now, we've heard a lot of talk in this campaign about needing a leader who understands business. I couldn't agree more. I built a business, and I didn't start it with a million-dollar check from my father. Through his career, Donald Trump has left behind a well-documented record of bankruptcies and thousands of lawsuits and angry stockholders and contractors who feel cheated. Trump says he wants to run the nation like he's running his business? God help us. I'm a New Yorker, and I know a con when I see one. Truth be told, the richest thing about Donald Trump is his hypocrisy. I am asking you to join with me, not out of party loyalty, but out of love of country. And together, and together, let's elect a sane, competent person with international experience, a unifier who is mature enough to reach out for advice, to build consensus, and to recognize that we all have something to contribute. So let's elect Hillary Clinton as the next president of the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. Thank you. All right, we are back. Um, I just wanted to play some of those highlights. I, now that I've thought about it, I got to um, upload the um, some of the highlights from Joe Biden's speech. His speech was very, like, yeah, spot on. You know, um, he pretty much taunted and ridiculed Donald Trump, and it was like, yeah, yeah. So it it was some it was it was a lot of bashing there of, of Donald Trump like they they really went in on him and I and I think it's just it's just a start you know um, I I feel that his his campaign is starting to unravel and I think his sincerity behind his whole in, like entire campaign is starting to show I don't even think that he really takes it serious at this point and I think a lot of things are going to start coming. You know, um, you know, a lot can be said about Hillary too, but I think they will have more dirt on him. And then, especially with Mike Pence, I really feel that once people really start looking at his uh, his record, especially here in Indiana, 
And I think anybody that, that knows, that lives here in Indiana knows the damage that he's done here. Regardless to what he says, we know by some of the legislation he, he tried to pass, pass he cost Indiana, cost Indiana a lot of business. A lot of people are still giving us the side eye after that Religious Freedom Act that he signed, you know, tried to sign um, into uh, ordinance here in Indiana. Like that, that a lot of people lost a lot of respect for uh, Indiana. You know, there was a lot of uh, businesses that were considering uh, coming here, which they kind of pulled pulled back after that. And, you know, you even get that bill and some of the people that were behind him when he was trying to, you know, when he signed that into law, like, it was, it's just ridiculous. So, uh, so Jr., you've been kind of, I know you got a lot to say. I know you're not a Hillary Clinton. I know you're not a Hillary Clinton fan. But what do you I am not. Yeah. What do you feel about some of these? Uh, you know, highlights from these speeches? Uh, speeches are just words being said. Um, you know, it, we we got to take into account the realism behind the whole thing, and that is that, you know, in prior elections when Hillary Clinton has ran, as well as this, in this election, uh, her and Bernie Sanders were going back and forth, back and forth. And in the end, Bernie Sanders was like, you got to vote for her after he spent a whole year trashing her. Previous elections, the same deal with uh, President Obama and Hillary Clinton, you know, and now they support her. It, it's all a matter of who they're getting on there. Now, agree, hey, just like I'm not for Hillary Clinton, I'm also not for Donald Trump. You know, in in an election that is so important, you cannot vote for the lesser two evils because you're still voting an evil in, you know. Uh, between the two, politically, I, w- I would state that Hillary Clinton probably has got the most experience. I know on a personal basis I would not want a – and it, of course, this is me speaking theoretically – Okay, I would not want Donald Trump to be running this country the way he has ran his businesses and driven them into bankruptcy. Mayor Bloomberg has got that on point. That is factual. Okay, and what do I always say about facts? They cannot be debated. Okay, they are 100% proven. All right, so, but with the Clintons. I mean, the Clintons are so shitty. I saw something the other day that I busted out laughing on, and it was it's saying that to say that you're going to vote for Hillary Clinton because she did not get indicted is the equivalent of saying that you're going to hire Casey Anthony because she was found not guilty. You have to be your babysitter. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, but you know, it, it's the thing is, is there's a th- you know there's a, a a really really good third party candidate, really really good, and if anybody paid attention to him last night at his town hall meeting, 
you know, the guy, came, it was on CNN, the, the guy just came out basically saying everything he stood for. Because both Clinton and Trump are worried about him. They are doing everything in their powers, but same with the Republicans and Democrats, to keep him out of the presidential debates. You know, because well, he know, is. You know what, Jr. This will be that year, though. And I, I don't know. know. This 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 was said on one of our previous shows that this will be the year where a third party candidate could easily absolutely first yeah. time since Teddy Roosevelt, you know. And um you know, it, it it's I mean the guy is it, it's where my vote is going. I, I I will I refuse to vote for the lesser of two evils. You know, it, 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 if you had to vote between Stalin or Hitler, who would you vote for? <laughs> you know? Mm. I, I, by no means am I saying Trump is Hitler and Hillary is Stalin. I'm just saying a lesser two evils comparison, you know? Hey, believe me, that, that that's an argument that gets used way too much, you know, saying, oh, Obama's Hitler or Bush was Hitler. No, 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 no. Millions and millions of people did not die due to uh, 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 religious wrath on their part, you know? So... But yeah, it, it's it, you know I, I the Democrat it, we the Democrats are definitely smelling blood with Trump. Trump's party, Trump's campaign is unraveling it's so quickly. He has plummeted twelve twelve points under Hillary Clinton as as of this morning. You mm-hmm. know when they were neck to neck just a couple of weeks ago, and. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's he he is official. I can honestly say now that he has officially done the self sabotage that I predicted. You know, doing the Howard Dean stream. You know that that made him plummet in the Democratic primaries. But you know, it, again, I, I'm I'm not a Hillary fan. Uh, I she is. It, it, you know, she is nothing like what she's putting up a show on, uh, you mm-hmm. know, and I think a lot of people are going to be duped, you know, and, yeah. and take this take this into account, too. You guys see firsthand how much President Obama gets blamed for, Okay which it shouldn't even be half of what he gets accused of, okay? Um, Imagine how hard the Republicans are going to make a President Hillary Clinton term, you know? There is nothing she's going to get passed, nothing at all, unless the Democrats own the House, the Senate, and the presidency. There is nothing she'll get passed, you know? And they're going to use that against her in the following election, you know. It, will it be her fault? No, you know. But it, once again, it, they're going to make That's it look like that. Politics. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Or what do you? Well, and, and anybody else that wants to chime in, what would you say to anyone that says, "Well, I am considering sitting this one out." What what advice would you give to someone that is considering taking that role? 
because see, we, we have a whole lot uh, we have a whole lot more at, at stake, and it's just not at the national level. I mean, honestly, I want to say I can care less about the net, but we need to get people out here absolutely involved with local government. Absolutely, and hey, this is exactly what I would say. Educating on because most people are not educated on who their local and state representatives are. They don't know what these people are doing. They don't know what these people, if they're doing anything at all for the people. You don't know who these people are, and you want to get in there so, and get in that vote booth and vote straight party ticket, and you don't know who you are signing your life away to. So here, here, here's a little bit of how a bill gets passed, okay? And, and this is just a quick summary, all right? So, I, you know, there's going to be some things I'm going to say that ain't going to be necessarily quote-unquote correct, but in a generic basis, this is it. Do you ever notice that a bill, when, it, when it's trying to get passed into some kind of law, or, you know, a bill for funding, whatever, is seven, between, somewhere between three to 800 pages long. It doesn't need to be, but here's how it goes. They need so many votes to clear it, all right? So, uh, you know, so like let's say House Representative is trying to pass this law or trying to get more funding into his county on a local level. Okay, he's going to need so many votes to try to get this passed. So in order to get this passed, they got to scratch each other's backs. You know, he's going to present it to another House representative, be like, "Hey, can I get your vote on this?" Let's say it's for the uh, the study of how sperm whales mate. Okay, so. You know, they, the guy that he goes to, the other representative, is going to be like, ah, you know, what do I really want to help you out on this? What am I getting out of the deal? Well, what do you want? Well, you know, the children's hospital here is going to need X amount of funding. All right, guess what just got added to that bill? Another page, right? And he's buying his votes by adding all these pages. Now, what ends, up ha- what ends up happening during an election is this. They try to blind you, okay? Because let's say somebody voted against, uh, let's say Congressman X voted against this bill, not because he didn't want a children's hospital to get funded, but because he didn't want taxpayer money going to seeing what the mating habits of a sperm whale were. Okay, got it? So because of that, the commercials are going to read, Oh, well, so-and-so voted against children's hospitals getting upgrades, and so many kids have died because of it. That's ridiculous. you got to look at the whole picture. You know, you can't look at the micro. There's more to it than just that little bit. you got to find out that bill and read it through. Everything is public record now, you know? So take the time and learn where these stands were. You know, learn where these people, what they believe in, what they voted on. You know, if they had prior uh, prior experience in government, you know, like let's say they were even a treasurer, find out what they funded. You can find all these things out now. You know, everything is public record on that. Right. So 
it, it is ridiculous for anyone to sit anything out because you're, on the national level is what's turning people off. Well, there's a great third-party candidate, but by turning it off, you are allowing the people that really are all for them national levels, all the Trump people, you know, it, they, that, that are you, – you guys know who I'm talking about, the, the white feeder wearing people. You know, they, they are going out, and they're going to vote straight-line Republicans. These are the straight-line folks, the straight-line Republicans and the straight-line Democrats. Mm-hmm. And they are the most dangerous folks that there are. Oh, because yeah. You're reckless seven, with your vote. Yeah, you're reckless with – that's that's your weapon. You're re- reckless it, with your weapon. Because as as a story that you're going to get to later, David Duke is running for political office again. He ran as a Democrat in the 1988 or 84 election. You know, so straight line Democrats might have voted a former Grand Dragon of the KKK. Mm. You know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And Look. See, that brings to the point to where you see the snakes in politics. Absolutely. Because him knowing that he was a, a grand, you know, grand wizard of the KKK and went to the Democratic Party, knowing that people are not going to read up on him and figure out who he is, he, like you said, he could have easily slithered his way into politics. And, and he's back. And, and, this, yeah. and this is what I'm saying. That's why we can't get, that's why you can't get caught up in these labels as far as liberals versus conservatives. You can't, you can't link, you can't link people that, you can't link, I hate, I'm trying to, I'm trying to work this. Come on. That's why you, 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 you. Black people, yeah, you can't get caught up in that because don't think because um, a person on a democratic ticket that they have your best interest in heart. I said, so I'm telling you, you have to be educated these days with the political spectrum today, it's so it's diverse now, and it's you know, it's not. Black and white, so that's why you have to research all of these candidates. Absolutely, you have to. I mean, like like Jr. said, I'm I'm a piggyback piggyback off of what he said. We live in a technology and information where everything is at. You know, what I'm saying all this information that you're looking for is at the that you know right at the click of a finger. You can get right on the internet and look look up. You know. What such and such stands for? A lot of them have websites. A lot of them have, um, you know, uh, even on social media, you can go on there and see where they stand on certain issues. And it's as simple as that. Uh, but you know, you, you want to get on, yeah. Every, you want to get on the internet and you want to look up everything else. You want to get on here and watch world star hip hop and everything else. But you don't even want to take time out to see if you know what I'm saying. You don't know where where these people. Voters are. We're just voting them right in. Right. Some of you aren't voting at all. It's, it's just ridiculous, you know. 
So, Marcus, you and the ones that they want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, Michael. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I was wondering um, what what did you because I know you you've been kind of quiet, so I just was wondering um, if you had anything to say before. Uh, yeah, and move on. you know, listen, earlier I started to get in there by letting other people talk on the, you know, what was his name, the O'Reilly guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, O'Reilly. You know. Ignorance coming from him doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. I mean, I've seen clips of some of his shows, and I just kind of sit there and shake my head and go, seriously? Really? <laughs> but yeah. you know what, Michael, the thing about it is, too, and I'm going do you think that really kind of shows uh, he's really showing his age or, like, his, his the mindset of his generation? Because I was looking at it, that O'Reilly is almost 70 years old. Like, he in his late 60s, so huh. I didn't know he was that old. Should we just kind of like just fluff that off because of his age, or should we still be concerned about that? I mean, with, with that mindset. Well, I don't know, because you know, you can find some great some great people and some great minds out there that are at that age and even older than that. So yeah. I don't know that so much age has a factor with it, other than just his crazy political ideology. Yeah. I mean, his ideology, you know, as it as he matures further in his age and his ideology is going to just become more, I guess, consistently reflective of where he has been. And mm-hmm. I uh it's I mean, crazy, but I guess I'm not entirely surprised by him. But, but because you know, I guess yeah, I would, if somebody Michael. said if you never told me who it was that had said it and then you gave me like a multiple choice. I bet you I probably would have picked him. Yeah, but you know what? This man, you really when you when you think about it, man, this man's credibility is like it, it, even just like the uh, like a lot of the news reporters at Fox News, a lot of the scandals that they've been caught up over the year. Who I can't think of the name. I'm having a uh, brain freeze right now. And my internet is running slow for some reason. I will look up really quick. But yeah, the um not yeah, the CEO that just uh I don't think stepped down, they they pretty much fired him for a sex scandal. You know, that that's oh, not yeah. uncommon. Yeah, that's not uncommon for Fox News because they just said back in I believe in the year two thousand and four, Bill O'Reilly was caught up in um some sex Sex um, scandal or sexual sexual harassment claim where um, yep. one of the employees that Fox News was talking about how he would call her. I can tell you how sick and this dude's a freak. He would call her on the phone masturbating and using a dildo on that old worthless dried up prune asshole of his. Like you know, you would call somebody up doing that. To, I mean, it's just, it's just sick, you know. So you gotta kind of keep in mind, but like, you, these people, uh huh. Mm-hmm. But you know what's this? What's really scary is he's still, in spite of that, he's still on the air. And the scary part to that is, why is he on the air? Because he's pulling ratings and viewers, and that's yeah. Boring. Yeah. 
in spite of everything, in spite of the crazy ideology and the scandals, he's still there because people are some thought, some people are evidently paying attention. Yeah, that's what that's what baffles me about him is that considering everything that he has been charged with, he's been talked about with being abusive to his wife in front of his kids and all this that and the third, you would think that the network would be like, we're out. <laughs> yeah, you would think. <clears throat> so let me well, ask you guys, yeah. do you think that does that does that kind of tarnish the credibility of the Fox News network? I mean, but then again, it, it, it obviously isn't because you know, uh, look, look. I mean, look at the numbers; they're still up there um, as far well, as their the ratings. Are I don't think, as long as you're bringing in viewers and ratings, I don't know that credibility matters. Right. That's the problem yeah, with yeah. the journalism industry today. Like that's why it's really been a that you know it's just been diluted as a industry because of that. Like it's, it's no longer credible, you know, um, because of like quote unquote news reporting, such as you know Fox News presents. So I think we it's a, it's a lot of issues that we have to look at. That's why you have to kind of be your own free thinker and you have to know how to rightly buy, you know, what you're getting from these from these organizations. And you have to, you know, because a lot of it is pretty much opinion and it's and sometimes it's like distorted opinion. So you have to really like these days, like I don't think the the media is not as reliable as it once was. You know, so yeah. Right. I mean, heck, look at Facebook. Like all this week, what's been trending on Facebook is that Will Smith's son committed suicide. What? I, 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 I didn't hear nothing didn't about hear that. that. That's been it was hoax, but it's been trending on Facebook. Yeah. Like people have shared it, reshared it, reposted it, retweeted it. I'm like, you people have got to be a bunch of imbeciles. <laughs> like, you, you can't be that dumb. You can't be that dumb. Hey, you know, I just got an update here. Uh, did, did you all hear that Ronald Reagan has Alzheimer's? <laughs> you know where I'm going. <laughs> We're going to talk about we're gonna talk to him tonight. I'm sorry. But yeah, like I was just look I look at stuff. And then you see people that repost like old articles, like it's current. Right. Right. Somebody reposted that Sherman Hensley passed away. The dude's been dead like four years. I know. Hey, I, I'm sorry about my Sherman Hensley post, but I, 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 no one can break it down like that man. I mean, he had moves. I really think he taught James Brown how to dance. That man can move so smooth. Yeah, I've seen that. I said, why is this trending on Facebook? Why? <laughs> right. I, you know, I honestly think that so many people, you see that so many of this generation is just hooked on social media 
and have their face on their phone or tablet or computer so much. It's like, hey, stop and just robotically doing stuff. Stop and read the stuff. Think about it. You know, oh, 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 oh. Oh, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Oh, God. I, I can't stop. I'm stopping, guys. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in a silly mood today. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? This stuff out here, it's, 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 you know, you may be in a silly mood, but there's a lot of silly um, let me watch. My right, me right. Watch my There's a lot of silly silliness going on out here, you know, and, and, oh, and yeah. it's really it's getting to the point to where it's not even funny. It's 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 really not. It's it's really you know, I don't know. The ignorance out here is is very trouble troubling, you know. So, and I think you know, I, and I think that a lot of these. Uh, people, especially in blue, they take advantage of that stuff. They take advantage of people's fear. They take advantage of people's ignorance, and you know, and it's and it's easy to do. Like I so, think really, it's, it's a dumbing down of this current generation. You know, I, the more I mean, the more advanced we get, like with technology, and you know, and, and, and everything else, I think the the, the more dumbed down we get. So I, I'm going to share something that happened today, and it'll get, it, it really will bring an example of the kind of things that are going on in today's society. And, yeah, okay, so here's what happened. A friend of mine had posted, oh, so I, I, I really wish I could pull it up. It, it was an article about um, – Mil- uh, military members uh, getting out and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, God, I, I, I mean, I, I'm like, it, I cannot pull it up on my phone when I'm on the phone. Well, you know. Well, do you want to? Well, I can move. Well, Jared, do you want to? Uh, well, what we can do is I can move to the next story, and then we can come back. Well, I, uh, the, 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 the article's irrelevant. The, the article's irrelevant. It'll only take me a minute to say. So, anyways, you know how on Facebook you can comment. And this one old hag that was was friends with him till this comment came out ends up stating something, about, and it goes to show how racism is alive and well. And what she stated was send send all the blacks back to Africa or Ethiopia. So immediately it was a pile on on her, right? And I, you know, the, the fact that that's happening nowadays is one thing, but the ignorance behind the comments is a totally different thing. If you even take the racist angle out of it, okay, the fact that this woman suggested to deport all African-Americans back to Africa or as a second option, Ethiopia, which is a country in Africa. (laughs) Uh, You know, let's think about this for a minute. You know, if you notice the one thing that a lot of racist people have got in common is the ignorance behind our thoughts. 
Yep. You know, and all I could say, it was an older lady. She was probably late 70s. And, it, it, you know, I, I just thought to myself, I, I, I looked her up, and I really wanted to send her a comment, a real nasty comment. I said, you know what? Nah. So I, I ended up posting because I thought she was from Las Cruces, New Mexico. And I posted, well, that's to be expected from someone that's from America or New Mexico. (laughs) Yeah, just the the ignorance is ridiculous that's going out and about nowadays. But, Uh, you know, sometimes we can't be, JR, and I'm going to say this, we can't be so dismissive of people like that, too, because that ignorance is... Can be very deadly and detrimental sometimes because um, you know we can't just fluff those people off of being ignorant. Ignorance that has led people in the past to being you, you know people being killed, being murdered, absolutely, um, absolutely. being um, I seen a video on Facebook and I don't know I posted it about this woman, this older lady that lied, and if it wasn't for this man tape recording this conversation, I mean not tape recording, but I think he was on Facebook Live. I don't know if he was on Facebook Live or if he recorded an upload to the Facebook. But anyway, this older lady um, seen him, and he was um, going to visit his family. They, I guess their family were out there, you know, just barbecuing and having a good time. Um, and she was videotaping these people. Like, not not videotaping, but she was watching them like, with binoculars, out there watching them. He was spying on them. And he went over there to see what the problem was, and on his way, he was yelling rape and talking about attack, attack, you know, and this, that, and the other. And, you know, this lady pretty much outright outright lied, you know, and he was just, right. going, he was just proving a point that you know, some of these people, you know, um, do stuff like that, and... and uh, and, and and lie and their ignorance has caused some people like if if it wasn't for video cameras today, I think a lot of people would be in jail, even even killed or or even you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, you know, and it's and it's just crazy that this this lady would lie on this man, and you know he wasn't disrespectful to him, but why would you lie like that? You know, he's like, you know, do you know that people have died because the people like you have lied in the past on people saying that you were raped when nobody was even coming, nobody was even attacking you. I'm having a civilized conversation with you and asking you, why are you spying on my children and my family? We're all having a good time. We're trying to, you know, enjoy it. And you're sitting out here, you're old, bitter, wore out, dried up. You know, I ain't going to go that direction. I don't, I don't know what her, but I'm just saying, you just sitting there just just, just an old, just, just an evil, just representation of evil, and you're sitting there, and you would sit there, and you're right, and then somebody's attacking you, and that's not even the case. You're the one out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's really, mm-hmm. you have to just, you can't always dismiss ignorance as, oh, you know, they're just ignorant, don't even pay no more attention. Ignorance has gotten a lot of people killed and a lot of, um, just a lot of, cost a lot of, uh, I mean, you look at some of the world's hugest, biggest, like, you know, 
um, atrocities, it, it was it was due to the lack of knowledge and just ignorance. So we, we can't always dismiss that. Like and, and yeah, like Emmett Till. Emmett Till is the number one form, public form of ignorance. Right. Yeah. Here it is, a young man from the north come down to see his relatives, and he gets accused of whistling at a white woman. Yeah. And see, and they took that boy's it. life. And a lot of these people are still alive. Some of these people are still living oh, oh. On that subject, do you know the last living uh, uh, criminal? Of the four little black girls in Alabama Has requested that he be Well he went before the parole board Why I don't know But he went before the parole board Last week And asked to be released To die a free man Wow Now mind you If anybody knows anything about this story He did not fully get prosecuted Until the federal government stepped in Right. Some many years later and was convicted of that crime yep. years after the fact. And you have the cojones to stand before the parole parole board and ask that you be set free so you can die a free man? Good night. <laughs> wow. I think he was totally they denied his parole and I think the parole board knew that if they let that man go it was going to be hell to pay the captain. Wasn't nobody going to be able to yeah. do it tonight. Yeah, if, if there was any justice, uh, I mean, truly, if, if there was any justice, people like that guy there and all, uh, all, them, all, all them Klansmen that were put in behind bars, you know, but, uh, for the church uh, bombings over in uh, Birmingham, yeah, they, if there was any justice, they put them in general population instead of the protective custody yeah. that they're in. You know, but that goes to that, go. that goes to show you the sense of entitlement that um, that uh, that many people have in this society. It shows you right. um, privilege, you know, and it, it shows you the privilege amongst people to where you would even think that you should have that level of, I mean. I mean that's that's just that's just very that's that's very troublesome and it goes to show you that we live in a society where um there are privileged people that feel that they're privileged and they can do whatever they want and they can get off with little or no consequences and you know and I think that we need to really look at that. Mhm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Cuz uh, if you notice over the last few years I, I say probably about ten, fifteen years. These older white guys that have that committed all these crimes back in the sixties against African Americans and all type of people or whatever during the civil rights movement, they feel bold enough now because they feel like that there's nothing that can be done to them. They'll come right out and be like, "Yeah, I did it," you know, and they yeah, talk right. amongst people. That happened with um, the the guy that killed um, Medgar Evers. They uh-huh. sat around and talked about it. 
after they got acquitted, the prosecutor and all went and had coffee and sat around a barbershop and talked about it. But you look at the system today. I said, you know, there's, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it hasn't changed. It's changed, but it hasn't. I mean, you still have people getting off. And, and, right. And, I mean, you still have law enforcement getting off, killing unarmed black men and just in, in, in running amok, not just in the black community, but just, just running amok in, in period. And they're getting off uh, scot-free with these crimes. So, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I, I don't think, I think it's changed, but I, I think it hasn't changed. I mean, they're still getting off with no impunity. So there's no consequences for their actions. They're being acquitted, you know, and hell, some of them, some of their cases are even just getting thrown out before, you know. I'm, so it's, it, it, it hasn't changed. It's, we're still going through the same thing in 2016. Yep. And it's all about privilege. It's all about privilege, you know. Um, things aren't across the board for everybody. We are we are not all equal, even in 2016. So we have to really look at that. And we have to really be realistic, and um, and until we can be realistic, there's not going to be any change in this country. But when you when we dismantle, we start dismantling that system, then they don't want that to happen because that's that's that are being privileged, that all that goes out the window. So that's why we're still fighting this battle here in 2016 because the parts to be do not want they do they don't they don't want that system to be dismantled. So that's that's why you know we we always wonder why can't we get past racism? Why can't we reach equality? No, the powers to be will not allow that to happen. It's not because when you start doing that, that's dismantles whole system that was built here in America, whether people right. want to acknowledge it or not. So that's just realistically speaking. And I wanted to move on really quick because I know I had a couple more stories I wanted to talk to, and I'm probably not going to get to them all. Um, I wanted to get to, uh, as, as J.R. was mentioning, um, about the David Duke. David Duke! Yeah. <laughs> um, he for those who don't know David Duke is, and some people don't know, he was a former Ku Klux Klan Grand Wizard. And currently he is running for a Senate seat in Louisiana. And I have an article here from CNN written by Eugene Scott. And this is coming out of Washington, um, from Washington, and it reads as such. Former Ku Klux Klan Grand Wizard Dave Duke announced his U.S. Senate campaign Friday in Louisiana, promising to defend the rights of European Americans. Quote, thousands of special interest groups stand up for African Americans, Mexican Americans, Jewish Americans, etc. He said in a YouTube video, the fact is that that European, Ameri- European Americans need at least one man in the United States, one man in Congress who will defend their rights and heritage, unquote. Duke, a former Republican state representative and convicted felon, said that his emphasis on the rights of European Americans is what distinguishes him. Quote, I believe in equal rights for all and respect 
for all Americans. However, what makes me different is I also demand respect for the rights and the heritage of European Americans. Unquote. Republican Senator, I mean Republican Senator David Ditter announced last year that he would not run for office again when his term was up at the end of of the year, this year. Quote, we must stop the massive immigration and ethnic cleansing of people whose forefathers created created America, Duke said in this message. The former hate group leader said that he popularized the American First slogan the Republican nominee Donald Trump has now embraced. Quote, I was the major first major candidate in modern times to promote the term and policy of America first. We cannot have free trade with fair trade. Without fair trade, we must protect American jobs and businesses, said Duke, who also said he was, quote, unquote, overjoyed by Trump's campaign, who previously praised Trump's candidacy, said that uh, Okay, I already read that. Okay. Um, the New York Times admitted that the platform became the GOP's mainstream and propelled Republican control of Congress, he said. He says, I'm overjoyed to see that Donald Trump and most Americans embrace most of the issues that I've championed for years. My slogan remains American first. Trump disavowed Duke in March after failing to do so when asked about the hate group leader's support on CNN. The uproar started when Trump was asked by CNN Jake Jake Tapper on the State of the Union if he would disavow Duke and other white supremacist groups supporting his campaign. Quote, just so you understand, I don't know anything about David Duke, okay? Trump responded. The next day, Trump blamed the bad earpiece during an uh, Appearance on NBC's Today. On Friday, Trump's campaign spokeswoman Hope Hicks said Trump has disavowed David Duke and will continue to do so. Um, okay, let me skip on down here. Let's see. I don't want to read up this. Um. Okay, the Republican Party of Louisiana said Duke's history of hate causes them to oppose his candidacy. Duke's history of hate uh, marks a dark stain on Louisiana's past and has no place in our current conversation, the group said. And this was, um, yeah, the Republican Party of Louisiana. So they're kind of trying to distance themselves from him because at this point the Republican Party is looking like a joke and they don't need anybody to further stain their reputation but here's my thing uh, and to sum this up that really troubles me that someone with with this type of past and that has been linked let's just be real about it Linked to uh, an American terrorist group, let's, let's call it what it is because the KKK. That's what they did. They right. they pillaged, right. they burned down, they 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 uh, executed people, and you know, and, and and then you know, and what's so what's so 
funny about it is people went along with a lot of this stuff at one time in this country. And just because you don't participate in something does not make you, you know, free from guilt. Because a lot of people saw how they terrorized um, blacks and they they terrorized different um, groups of people in this country and nobody, people sat back and done nothing at one point in this country. So, but anyways, I said all that to say, it is trouble, troubling that this man, which was, like they said in the article, he was convicted felon, and he was the grand wizard of a terrorist organization, which I don't know why the United States will not will not label this, the KKK, as such an organization. But anyways, it's, it's troubling that someone could even... Uh, with this path, they can even get in to to even uh, run for or be, in, be taken serious to, you know, to run for a political office. And, and that's what's really scary. You know what I'm saying? And you have someone that can potentially, which I don't think I don't think he, he would get in, but just 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 to even have a chance of getting in to set back race relations 50 to 100 years back. Like this guy he he is so disillusioned when it comes to um the issues. Like you you talking about that there's no one that that run that that stands for European Americans. Well you have to look at this the whole ma- mainstream society isn't you know what I'm saying? Like it it's not in that's why we have to have special interest groups for certain minorities and it's not about, you know, trying to get them special privileges or, or, or uh Anything like that, we have to look at the system of white supremacy and how it 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 established America. That's why we had to have uh, special interest groups for certain minorities. You know what I'm saying? And for you to feel that that um, quote unquote European Americans need someone to stand up for them is just flat out lucrative. You, you see what I'm saying? And this man is just so. He he's just so delusional. Like he 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 has no he has no sense of reality. So I don't know um, what you guys said about that because I know Jerry, you said something earlier about <laughs> David Duke, about right. him. I didn't even know this. I mean, it was almost there, almost before my time. Right. So okay. So as you see, remember what I said earlier. He ran on the Democratic ticket. Now yeah. he's trying to get on the Republican yeah. ticket. Now, just a little background history on David Duke, because I really despise this guy. Okay, he, he he's pawn scum. You know, you, you even look at his picture; he looks demonic. He looks like just a, a demon right. snake. Just, he now, looks like a you, melted demon snake. Like like I was looking Dave, at the video on yeah YouTube. This that's what this lady her name Sin. She does commentary. That's what she described him as. David Duke is. Whenever he first came up in the politics, he was a, he, he was a, a, basically he's the guy that turned the KKK from being looked at as a you know a terrorist organization by the federal government to being looked at as a civil rights organization for white Americans. He is the guy that originally brought up political correctness, a term that we use ever so dearly today. 
You know? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. They, David Duke brought it in as in that he was painting the KKK that he had just taken over. Now, keep in mind, the man has got a law degree, okay? He is a lawyer. That was so fitting, right? <laughs> Where did he get that degree from? They said he was a felon, so he must have spent some time in prison. He he get one of them jailhouse degrees. No, no, no. He, he's a legitimate degree, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, they, they, the guy's very smart, very intellectual, but the thing is, is, when he try when he rebranded the KKK, you know, it was after the federal government stepped in and you know tore it down. Keep in mind, the state of Indiana, was, at one time, was the headquarters of the Ku Klux Klan for the nation. In case you didn't know that, Indianapolis was, and then they moved it yep. to Brazil. What? You know, Kokomo. No, no, it was in, in Indianapolis, and then they moved it to Brazil, Indiana. Building still stands to this day over there. But, you know, they, they, yeah, David Duke rebranded, redid this whole thing, and ran as a darling. It, it, you know, I mean, the guy, it, it looked at him back in the 80s. Please do, take the time to do it. And look at, uh, listen to him talk and how silver-tongued he is, because, he actually scored 5% of the vote, of the gross national vote. How much? 5%. Wow. And it, and it was made public from day one. This is a former Grand Dragon of KKK, and he openly admitted to be still taking part in the KKK. You know? And he actually still scored five percent of gross national vote. That's kind of scary. It is. It, yeah, yeah. And it's and kind that of was, funny that how, was, you know it's funny how Trump is trying to distance himself from us. You had some dealings with him. You had some dealings oh, with. Him. I don't care what anybody says. Absolutely, absolutely. Like the article said, they they coined some of his phrases, some of his uh, terms. That that he, you know, came up with, you know, they're using that now in their in their current, uh, 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 what do you call? It? Yeah, uh, campaign. So, right. you know, you can't try to distance yourself now that you've been called out. Now, you, now you want to backpedal and backtrack. I said, no, just keep it one hundred. You know, if, if you if you um, endorse this man and. And you've had dealings with him. Don't don't try to you know hide now. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Like it, I just want uh, to bring that story up because it's that goes to show you, like you said, we have to be careful in who we try to who we allow to get into office. Like don't like like uh, like we were saying. No, I don't know who stated it earlier, but they were talking about how. You know, if, if sometimes you know when you vote straight party ticket, you don't know who you're allowing in. Right. That that was me. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it, you know, you gotta. You always gotta keep in mind that when these politicians are talking, they know they're not going after the straight party voters. They know they're gonna get them votes. You know, 
they're going after all the undecideds in the middle. You know, and the undecideds are between 60-70% of the national you know, population, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it, now think about this. And, like, I, I've made no two bones about voting for Gary Johnson. That's who I'm going to vote for, you know? But think about this. If you got 15%, 15% on each side, in the middle you got 70%. Right, that could go either way, and that seventy percent only takes forty percent of the vote voting a third party. They have the election won. You know, so both sides are trying to grab as many of them undecided votes because they both know that they are in dire straits this election. You know, a. Trump ain't worried that Hillary is going to win, and Hillary ain't worried that Trump is going to win. They don't care about that. They know one or the other is going to get it. I'm pretty sure that by now Hillary's fairly confident that Trump has blown it, but they're concerned about that third-party candidate because they don't want him involved in the debates. They don't want to have to answer the tough questions. You know, you can ask Gary Johnson what he thinks about this and what he thinks about that, and he will tell you exactly where he stands. And this is what I've said since day one. I'm not not talking about politics. I'm talking about myself here. You may agree with me on some things. You may disagree on me on some things, but that's okay. You know, it's okay. It's what this country is all about. I don't agree with everything Gary Johnson says, but by God, I know I'm not going to vote for Hillary. And Donald Trump, well, he's Hillary light, you know, so I'm not going to vote for him either. It's like that old saying goes. Voting for lesser two evils is still voting for an evil. Right. You know? Like I said earlier, I think we need to... I really think people need to be more concerned about what's going on in their local elections. I'm, I'm on, and I'm gonna stand by that. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. Because when you, um, I've noticed when you look at the election process, when you look at the local levels, the state level, and the national level, your local level, they have to pick a political party. But I really don't think on a lot of your most of your local levels, I don't think it's really that significant. Right. You know, you get to the state level, it starts to kind of be something that's going Mm -hmm. to be a big backer at that point and a big, big deal. Then when you get up to, of course, the national level, yeah, the party affiliation turns out to be a big deal because you're talking about bigger money. But the local level, I just think, you know, that's one that people need to be self-educating themselves with. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this right now. You know, I'm kind of flirting with the idea. Yeah, I'm going to put my name in, not this coming election, but the next one on the local level, see where that goes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what kind, office, it, what kind of office you going to run for? I, You know what? I was talking to a friend of mine. He's running for city council down in southern Indiana, over in Jasper. And, uh, I asked him, I said, how'd you get involved in this? Because he was a treasurer. 
And he said, honestly, it's not that hard. He goes, it, it, the guy that used to be a treasurer didn't want to do it no more. He moved. He tried to get a city council seat. That left the treasurer's spot open. Nobody wanted it. I jumped in, said, I'll do it. And, you know, there he was. I said, yeah. so I'm going to look at that, you know. See what's available. See, see how I can trash on somebody. Could we have another caller real quick? And I want to um, got one more story. Well, a couple more stories I want to do. Um, but I want to see if three one seven three three one. Do you have a comment or a question about anything we're discussing so far? Are you just listening? Three 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 one. Okay, they're probably just listening. Um. I want to get to this story because we, I know we're talking about voting in the election. I want to tie this in. I said uh, I had a story for you guys about. Uh, I, I know you heard about this story. I know you heard about this on social media about Bow Wow saying that he will not vote and he, because he cannot relate to black issues because he is of mixed heritage. Did you hear about that? When did he realize that he was of mixed heritage and that it mattered? And who cared? Well, well, I'm gonna be we'll gonna get into it real quick. I know I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I know I'm about to drag him. About yeah. Because I'm like, when did he become relevant enough to where we cared that he was mixed race? He's been in the industry his whole life. Do we care? Yeah. No, not really. But see, this is this is my thing. Before I get into the article, and, and and this is what I'm saying. That's why we as black people we have to stop. We really need to stop just trying to jump on everybody else's causes. Nobody jumps on our causes. Like everybody wants to always uh, jump on the black train. You know, you wanna you wanna uh, uh, appropriate our culture. You want better from black culture. You know, this is this is the same. This is the same person that you know didn't he he didn't mind coming up under the premise that he was black. You know, he was he was uh, a young hip hop and everything else. I don't even know how he does hip hop. I, I think he's a joke, honestly. But to me, you appropriated that culture and you pretty much benefited from it. But now that you or at a certain point in your life, which pretty much you still nothing, you still irrelevant. But my thing is now you're at a certain level. Of life, now you want to kind of distance yourself from the black people or the people that that even gave you a name. You know what I'm saying? Even Stacey Dash did that. I said you were all you were on the cover of all these black magazines. You were quote unquote the prince of BBC. You was on one of those and Park. You know what I'm saying? That's what people. Nickname man, you know. I mean, you you didn't mind uh, taking from the black community, but now when it's time to speak out and fight against the issues that you're currently dealing with, you want to distance yourself and say that you're not part of the black community. I said, first of all, you 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 ain't nothing but light skin. You 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 you're nothing more than light skin Negro. And then he tried to put up a picture of his father, mind you which had nothing to do with him. Like, 
in his upbringing, he had nothing to do with Moab. And you try to um, say that, um, you try to pretty much say that, oh, yeah, look at him. Like, you know, um, he's a mixed heritage. That, I said, that looked like nothing more than a light-skinned Negro. I said, you, 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 he, he, his father did not look mixed. I said, if anything, you know, you just pretty much made yourself look like a fool. You know, and I just think that's very sickening that, especially like when we have black people that get to be certain. And like that said, getting back to the slave mentality, mentality we were talking earlier, you know, we get a couple coins in our pocket or we, we get to a certain um, level, we think that we're ugly and we're better than other people. But this is what this article is saying. It is from allhiphop.com. It says, Bow Wow was quickly to, is quickly losing a few fans. He's he probably has that with every ignorant comment that leaves his mouth or his, uh, uh, hits the net. Remember, folks were already pretty upset with Bow Wow as he refused to speak up and speak out about justice and police brutality. When his fans urged him to do so, he replied by saying that he was choosing to mind his own business. Mr. Shad Moss had now informed his fans that, which that's his real name, Shad Moss, has now informed his fans that he doesn't care about voting in this election because after he learned what he learned about politics, he chooses to lay away. Once the fan told him that he should care about voting because his ancestors died so that he could have the right to vote, that was stated. Um, man, I don't believe what I, what I see. I'm mixed. I don't know what my ancestors were doing. I only know what I see. And then he said, yeah, I seen Selma. Was I related to any, any of, anyone? No. I'm saying my most side of family is not black. Heritage is different. So Bow Wow believes that it's not important to vote or to value his ancestors' fight for equality because his non-black side of, the, of his family ancestors weren't out there fighting. But it, Bow Wow is a special kind of fool these days. So I... That's really troubling that someone would sit there and entertain this foolishness. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's, this is messed up. It's funny that, that he spoke out on that. And probably somebody, one of like people that you probably would least think would be appalled by that. You see Michael Jordan came out a couple of weeks ago and spoke up and donated hmm. some money or whatever. He probably heard Lil Bow Wow say that and probably was like, dude, I ain't even going out and saying that much. Because you know of all the people in the African-American community that does not get involved in the black fight, and that's Michael Jordan. Yeah. And it is just nobody, Lil Bow Wow, done came out and said, oh, I'm non-white now. I mean, I'm non-black now. So this ain't got nothing to do with me. Seriously? But see, that goes to show you that's why we, that's why we, we, a lot of people idolize these quote unquote celebrities, and that's why at the end of the day we got to realize these these are nothing but 
I mean, they're people just like everybody else. And, I, and that's why I said you cannot idolize these people because at the end of the day, these people are individuals and they only care about that money. You know what I'm saying? That's so it. we can't be disappointed when they make comments like that. You know, even though that is very this boy is, they go to show you the level, level of ignorance. And that's, and that's just the level of ignorance of a lot of people um, in this upcoming generation. See, Bow Wow is over, that boy's down there 30 years old. He knows better. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So to me, for him to make that remark, I said, I don't even see why anybody takes him serious. And that is very, that's probably why his career, that's why he's irrelevant now. Because, you know, a person with that level of ignorance and self hate, you know, that that's going to rub off in their personal life too. So to me, I, even though it's, it, it's very troublesome, I mean, troubling to hear that, and it's very uh, disappointing to hear that. We, I mean, you gotta kind of take it with a grain of salt. You gotta consider the source, consider it where where it comes from. But it's, 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 I mean, he's not alone. I mean, you have a lot of black celebrities that that still now that they've gotten to a certain level of success, they don't have to identify with the black struggle. And what, mm-hmm. see, what you to realize is, at the end of the day, you still a, you know what, you still an end. Right. You know what I'm saying I- to these people, to mainstream society, and you know what. If you and these are the same people once you know, heaven forbid if something happened to him, he these would be the same people that tr- will come crawling back to the black community, won't never take a stand for him. But now, let's go back and look at what you said. You didn't want anything to do with the black community, and you didn't want to speak out, or you don't even want to identify with it. So don't try to benefit from us now that you've made your bed. Now you're gonna have to lie in. You see what I'm saying? And you know what, in career, if he had any chance of bringing his career back or doing anything productive, he just killed it. Yeah. Right. Because he people are this, 500 feet away uh, from him on that one. They ain't touching him. Yeah. Let me ask you this, um, JR, and, and maybe you can give yeah. me a perspective on, some perspective on this from um, your point of view. And I know, because uh, I like to get different uh, points of view, especially when it comes to cultural issues, do you see this level of self-hatred or like, do you see this like w- within the, um, the Hispanic community? Hispanic community. Do you see that? Do you see a lot of them? Like, cause I've seen, I've seen that in the black community, but do you think some of them want to be Americanized to where they will deny their culture or um, they will fit in with um, white White mainstream society to where they would deny and openly, openly um, uh, condemn their own heritage. Like, have you seen that in your community? Uh, or is that something uh, prevalent? Not, well, not 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 so much. Uh, in the Hispanic communities, we tend to be very, you know, proud. Of our heritage, we go refer to it in our way of life and our foods. You know, uh, we're very family oriented. Now, with all that being said, um, you know, it, uh, it, the closest I could ever come up with would be Jeff or Lopez. You know, where uh, you know she she was once accused of. Whiting herself down, you know. 
But mm-hmm. other than that, as far as like Hispanic celebrities, no, no, no. I, I, you know, we 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 do have a tendency to, you know, stay stay close. Like, like the way they look at things is, and I can't speak for them personally. I know how I was brought up, of course. But if you see how they handle themselves, you know, a lot of Hispanics once they make it end up going back to try to bring up people from their area, you know, and help mm-hmm. them out. Um, oh, what's her name? Sofia Vergara, is it? From uh, Modern Family. You know, she she's from Colombia, I believe. Yeah. It's, it's either Colombia or Venezuela, one or two. Anyways, you know, she, she's gone. She goes back to Colombia where she's also a star. And takes part in a lot of the uh, um, soap operas over there, but she's taken a lot of the money that she's made to help bring up her neighborhood, you know, where she grew up at, you know, help build mm-hmm. schools and all that. And you know, it, it, it's I actually had a very interesting conversation over uh, in the Bronx, and uh, Bronx, New York. You know, it's uh, mostly. Puerto Rican, Hispanic backgrounds there, you know. And at one time, it was one of the more violent places in the United States in the 80s and 90s. And since then, there's been a bunch of people that have moved there, immigrated there from the Dominican Republic and Cuba and you know, moved from Puerto Rico and all that and started small businesses and they totally revamped the Bronx. Like it's a major tourist mm-hmm. attraction now, you know, of all these small businesses and small kitchens and uh, food network did a huge special on that. That's how I found out about it. You know, yeah. And I, I can't wait to go to New York to try out some of my uh, home country's foods through other people's eyes. You know? Yeah. And that's why I said, that's why we as black people we gotta stop feeling bad about being about black empowerment. We we have to stop being stop being apologetic about uh celebrating our culture and, and wanting to up about the upliftment of our people because we have a lot of black people that feel guilty or society is made black people feel that them having a sense of cultural pride and heritage is a bad thing. And I think when we get out of that mindset and Mindset and and stop giving a damn about what other people think. I think that we we will see ourselves getting further as a people. But I think we're so embedded in this Willie Lynch society, and um, I think that we a lot of times we uh, contribute to our their own demise. Like we have to embrace our culture and who we are. We, we have to stop Absolutely. feeling bad about who we are because God made us how we are and we've offered a lot to this country and and I and I think that you know uh, we are so divided we can't claim what is ours you know what we brought to this country and we, we're not putting our resources together like I, especially this generation because I think it was a time when blacks had their own cities they had um, successful cities. A lot of times, some of those cities were more successful than a lot of white cities, quote unquote. You know, what I'm saying white cities. You know, and and we were a threat. That's why a lot of these uh, famous cities that were uh, 
were predominantly black and they were on like Black Wall Street and a lot of successful black districts where they were very prosperous, they were burnt down because they were too the Uh, is anybody else having problems hearing him? I, he just started breaking up on my end. Oh. Yeah, same here. He breaking up really bad. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, the last thing I had heard was about uh, black prosperous cities being burnt down. Back. Hello? Yeah. Sorry. I think we lost him. Yeah, I I can't hear anything. I keep hearing. I, I can hear you just fine. But I can't. I haven't heard anything from him for over a minute now. And he can't. It's after eleven, so he can't call in. So, so how about them Cubs? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> We're going all the way this year, baby. <laughs> Heck of a segue there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, get ready for the apocalypse to happen Because once it comes in the World Series It's all over There's nothing else for anybody to live for <laughs> That's it uh, Well, you know, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get off here, I guess You'll have a good night Alright, uh, you too Alright Uh-huh